that I'm willing to trade. I said, I'm willing to trade a wide receiver. I have many wide receivers who are all going pretty high in dynasty startups and I need a running back. I'm interested in like, you know, even trades where, you know, if you have an interesting idea of how to make a balance, I'm, I'm open to suggestions. And I got a couple of like trades I didn't love. Somebody offered me acres for Debo. I'm not into that. Um, someone offered me one other, I don't recall. It was like a, it was a terrible offer with James Conner, but it was like a huge overpay. But then I got an interesting offer from a guy who I've made trades with before. Dan, you know, this fantasy player too. Um, and he he offered me Christian McCaffrey, Mike Williams and Austin Hooper for Chase Edmonds, Debo Samuel, and TJ Hawkinson. I can't give up Hawkinson, and I don't want to. It would make it too uneven, I think. But I do think there's something to be said with the Debo Christian McCaffrey for this particular um, league would be an interesting, like, trade. Yeah. it, it's gonna be. I don't know. You're gonna. You're gonna have to throw something else fairly valuable in there. I think I would McCaffrey. do Debo and Debo and Edmonds. I would do for right. McCaffrey, but I, I don't want to give up Hawkinson. And I have enough wide receivers, and I have enough Debo exposure that it wouldn't like burn me. So I don't think you're getting him for Debo and Edmonds personally. Right. Yeah. You're yeah. gonna have to. You're gonna have to put in like because. McCaffrey is more than, uh, you know, in most people's mind, is worth more than Debo. Yeah. And and by a pretty good amount, like more than Edmonds, who nobody really seems to have any sort of faith or confidence in. But on the other hand, nobody seems to have any faith or confidence in any running back in Miami. I mean, that's the funny thing. It's like, you know, I, I, I put in a, you know, I, I – Jordan McNamara put in a, a tweet, you know, talking about uh, Sony Michelle having more rushing yards or almost as many rushing yards as Saquon Barkley. I think it was more. <laughs> and, you know, and I'm like, yeah, I mean, the edge is evergreen. I mean, you know, because he's a valuable guy at the end of your bench in, in Dynasty and in best ball, uh, you know, just because we don't know that much about what's going to happen with running backs. We don't know near as much as we think we do. And we certainly don't know what's going on in Miami, you know, and some guys just laughing at me going, yeah, Sony, Sony Michelle has no value whatsoever. You know, I'm like, dude, you just don't even understand, you know, how to play the game. Uh, you know, but that, that just says, I mean, nobody, nobody has any confidence in anybody in Miami. So it's really hard to trade those guys, but it's really easy, I think, probably to trade for them. And you're also trading for a piece where you you have, to, in my opinion, and Dan, we talk about this often on the show. When you're when you're um, buying the bigger piece, usually you got to make it worth it, right? So, right. If you're you're buying McCaffrey, you said, or are you selling him? No, I would be buying McCaffrey. Yeah. So for me, you got to add something legit with Debo and make it a slight overpay right. in order to make it attractive. Especially yeah, if you're I mean, not giving him all the pieces he wants. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind. I don't mind overpaying. I just stru- structurally don't what, want to who, get rid who, of the Hawk. Who who does he have at tight end right now? Yeah, I'm pulling. I'm pulling up his roster. Great question. So it's T.J. Hawk, Debo, and who else was he trying to get? Uh, Edmonds. Edmonds, and he was he was throwing in Mike Williams, who I would I would take back. <laughs> I I don't I don't really need him, but you know if I'm losing a wide receiver, I don't mind taking on Mike Williams. Um and McCaffrey and then Hooper. So I'm like, 
I'm not I'm not even entering the the Hooper Hawkinson swap part of it. I'm not I'm not doing it. I have Cole Komet. So like it's not yeah. like I have no tight and I have Trey McBride. So I don't have like the worst worst tight ends if I lost Hawk, but I just I don't want to do it. Having Hawkinson is just such a, you know, an advantage. Let me pull up this guy's roster or we could we can we could talk this out whenever you guys want to. I uh I don't no, want to make us go off the rails. We're, we're most of the way through. Pull up his roster. Let's uh Yeah, I might as well at this point. The, yeah. the the uh, the guys are, are rolling in. We got Wheeler in the house. He's always trying to sell somebody from the goat leagues. He's got McCaffrey on the block right now and SG Super Goat. We just finished that uh, rookie draft. Or no, we just started it. What am just I started that one. I, I I traded my one with two. That's why for me, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm done till <laughs> the third round. Draft is okay. So here. so he has he has Waller, he has Hooper, and he has Taysom Hill. Yeah, so um, so he's basically got Darren Waller, and then two guys he's uncomfortable with. Does he mint his own coins? Is that who I'm thinking of? No, he's he's got a name that that would make you think of <laughs> make you think of the uh, the Iowa college football team. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yep. It's hilarious. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, he can, he can be, um, interesting to deal with. I made that CEH trade with him earlier in yep. the off season. So we like had like a, a trade we both felt pretty good about. And I ended up turning that 1.06 into, to Garrett Wilson. So I was, I'm feeling really good about that as well. So, um, I wouldn't mind making a second trade with him. Um, he, he, he is big on having elite tight ends. I mean, that's, that's like one of the the main things he wants so it it probably would be hard to get waller out of him this is a one qb this is uh this is yeah just a regular ffpc league see no knowing who it is i think i think hawkinson is probably the key point to the trade yeah yeah so you you might have difficulty going yeah. the other way on it so he poison pilled his way into hawkinson with the with the the fake debo trade is that what we're saying? To go well, super deep into? Well, I mean, yeah. He, I, I mean, he, he wants both Debo and Hawkinson, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind doing a um, just Galaxy branding this further. I wouldn't mind trading him a, a Hawkinson and, and Waller swap in some 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 shape or form. Maybe if he wants to get a little younger at tight end. Well, put that put that in the pack. Like, make that the yeah. package. That's where you got to make the package. Where you tie you basically now you're going to put McCaffrey and Waller. That's who you're trying to get, and then you got to put the pieces that are going to add up to that. So you've got Samuel, you've got um, Hawkinson, which I don't mind selling Hawkinson, man. I mean, where he's going, he's got. Well, I should. Levi- I should either drop the Williams part, which I don't know if he just if he can. I consider Williams slightly more than a throw in. Like, he's not worthless. Um, if I, you could drop the Williams and drop the Hooper and just counter for CMC and Waller and give him the three guys he really wanted and see if he'd do that trade. I think that's a good, I think that's pretty good. I would be getting older, but potentially much, much, much better. And I'm a little worried about having too much Debo this year and not cashing out. Well, I was going to say, is this a Debo share that you already had and the value like you you've built up that value or it's someone you recently purchased this this league i believe i finished second so i i made money um and uh but you had debo through the through the season 
Yeah, I had Debo, so, so it wasn't that's like perfect. I didn't sell, go then. trade for him, so yeah, I might, I might yeah. do that. All right, you so were... maybe we'll do an on-air, uh, an on-air counter, and uh, we'll see what happens. All right, all right, man. So you cool. yeah, Debo already made you money, so exactly, yeah. exactly. Just use him, and time to yep. move on. Guys, time to move on here, but a little taste because tonight we're gonna we're gonna do a little rookie draft review. We're gonna um, yeah, let's get into it, man. We got we got we got a lot to talk about. We got trades. We got we got all kinds. Man. Let's just get into it. District, you know the Pope listens. Dynasty, our religion, for the blokes missing on all of these trades, on all of these plays, on all of these grades. By the end of the day, y'all getting played. So, what you gonna do next? Try to fill up that flex. Send the homie a text. That trash offers the best. You try to make it complex. Then they text you back. Now, all of a sudden, they don't make any sense. <laughs> Broaden your horizons, boy. Dynasty's not for the Simons, boy. These trades not for consignment, boy. Respect your opponent, y'all some piranhas, boy. This my advice from me to you. Open up your cute little podcast queue. Search up G-O-A-T District, my dude. Pop it in your ear, man. Y'all know what to do. It's a... And I always be traded. Traded. And I always be traded. Traded. And I always be traded. Y'all try to betray them, but first you gotta bait them. Fish. What is up, Fantasyland? We are back in the district tonight for another monster show. Fresh off of a huge week, man. We had Sean in last week. Crushed, what, like a buck buck 90 with him? A buck 60, I think we did with him. Go check out that show, guys. Tons of dynasty redraft goodness that will help you win your leagues. Guaranteed. And I'll tell you guys a little secret. I know we bring on the guests. We spoiled the shit out of you guys with all that goodness. The winners, six-digit winners, even more, right? No, no, actually, no. I guess well, our biggest winner has got to be got to be a Beeb seven fifty. That's got to be the biggest one. You guys correct me later if I'm wrong. Uh, time but, out. Chad yes, Schrader is Chad Schrader is the is the biggest one. Oh, what in what terms is he? Of, he's he's at. I wouldn't even I wouldn't even want to guess his fantasy football winnings he's, at this point. Go check he, out his show got... on the district, guys. Go check out his show on the district. That's that's one of our top watch shows uh on youtube was uh with mr yeah. schroeder so uh, excuse me to the goat himself we that's why i asked man I, that's why i said correct me if i'm wrong but the little secret is this is the three of the, the three of us the four of us are not too shabby you know what i mean like we rock these these high stakes leagues and we do pretty good so tonight we're going to talk about all the rookie drafts that we were all in recently talk about trades we're all very active i mean all four of us were in the the what do we what do we call that chat? I don't even remember what we call it, the G Senate or whatever it is. Uh, you know, we, we had trades going all kinds, movements up and down drafts in between these triflex, you know, startups that we're doing. So, guys, let's jump into it. You know him, the man with the flow, Dan the man, the overhyped sleeper, no E on the end. Dan, always a blast. How you doing, brother? Oh, doing great and excited to talk about the rookies. I mean, it was uh, it was it was a pretty wild week last week with all the rookie drafts going on. Uh, lots of lots of fun though. So I'm 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 eager to chop it up, see how you guys did, and see uh, you know what you think of uh, my strategies as well. Yeah, man, the OG, the OG fantasy. I mean, 
I, I'm afraid to ask how many rookie drafts you had with the amount of orphans and dynasty startups you've been doing in the past 365. I don't know, Theo, give, give us a little taste. How many rookie drafts did you have? I, I actually, I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent. I'm not, I'm not allowed to say that. I, I, I will say this. I will say this. I had a sick thing about a tabs open on <laughs> for about a week. It was, it was a lot sickening. of buffering, a lot of buffering. When, going on. when I called Theo, when we were on the clock, you'd hear the background. You you were on the clock and he'd have to tell me, Oh, that's not our draft. It's like, no, I know. Cause we're already on the clock. You hear it again. You it again. It's like, Oh, okay. I hit mute on the computer. We got to talk about our thing. Yeah, you know that it's the little the little FFPC lady was uh was very prevalent um, in my home, a lot of, a lot of communication. Yeah, Theo might actually be the OG of fantasy because I think we've all been through those the phase season where we all went a little overboard and then we were like, how are we going to manage all these leagues? And since then, I've been pretty tame, pretty good, sticking to a lot of best ball. Theo is probably the most consistent with the amount of leagues that he adds on a yearly basis. So shout out to I'm the impressed. OG guys. Make sure you follow him in that sexy voice that we see at La Quinta in the president suite. Andrew blessing us through all the, the work and spreadsheets. He's joining us tonight at AMS Schellenberg. Always a blast, buddy. What are you up to? Yeah, great. Great to see it. Sadly, it's only the junior suite here. So junior suites are still pretty big. But the, uh, you guys can all see the, the swivel TV in the background. I, I, what I should have done, what I should have done is put the hockey on. Because I think the Battle of Florida, everyone's talking about the, ba- the Battle of Alberta uh, with the Flames and the Oilers. But really, it's all about the Battle of Florida. It's the Panthers versus the Lightning. And I couldn't give, I couldn't give two shits about either of the teams. Just before, there's, I, I, don't, I don't care about hockey, and I especially don't care about Florida. I was, I was going to say, my next secret is that I'll tell you a secret. As a Canadian, I, I just tuned out completely of hockey, I would say, in the last couple of years. I, you know, grew up playing my entire life, watched it growing up. As a Leafs fan, man, you can only take so much of a beating. And look, look at this year. It's like I didn't lose anything. They lost in the first round again, never fails. Everyone told me, this is the best team. Oh, yeah, I've heard that before. Yeah. So I got, as, I as out on everyone last fan, week. I've had my share of schadenfreude with uh, <laughs> the Timberwolves in the wild already. So, Well, I, ha- I have your old team here with me, Dan. I have the old, uh, yes, the old Minnesota team. North Stars. That's I right. Ran out on you guys last week to go do a, a Dallas Stars, uh, no, whatever, well, I guess watch party, I suppose. <laughs> so, guys, we have, I mean, we, we, we're all in a bunch of, Rookie dress. We we have a few together. Uh, I know pros versus Joes. We've got. Uh, I think all of us are in that one, aren't we? The uh, goats versus pros, or goats versus pros? Yeah, no, pros the, versus no, Joes. No. Yeah, it's it's the three of us, but not Theo. So okay, not Theo, Andrew's and then with his own team, and then you and me have a team. And then we're all in the. They're all in the hard way. The hard way and yep. Dynasty Depot. Are we all in that or no? No, no. Okay. Just three of us. Cancel one, Andrew. Yeah. Add back one, Theo. Oh, okay. All right. Yes. Just to get a feel of the land here of, of which ones we share. And then we're all in the money league except for Andrew. Right? Correct. And then we have some shared teams as well. And some Andrew shared and teams. I share a team. Well, I know you and Dan Stone. We'll hit on all of it tonight, guys. Just to say we've got a lot of drafts to to, to go off of. Um, a lot of actions. Theo, man, start this off. I, I Actually, before we start this off. Sorry, I, Dan, I just have to, man. Your favorite your favorite, actually, sorry, your second favorite Denver Bronco running back is now an Indianapolis Colt. How pumped are you for Philip Lindsay in that blue and white? <laughs> Couldn't resist. Well, um, 
<laughs> Saw that right before we came on. I couldn't resist that. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, if uh, if he gets significant playing time, that's definitely bad for Jonathan Taylor in some way, shape, or form. Um, or and, Hines, no? Hines? Yeah, no? and Hines. Uh, you know, but but Hines, I don't think, was ever going to get that much rushing work. So I, I think uh, Lindsey is just kind of the direct early down backup on uh, JT just to, you know, like if JT went down, Lindsey would be getting a lot of carries. But otherwise, I, I think it's going to be JT one, Hines two, and uh, Lindsey three. All right, Theo. Sorry to cut you off, brother. Start it off, and then we'll go around, dance around these these uh, these questions till we go off the rails as usual. Yeah. So the the first question for me is, um, how much Brees Hall did you get? Were you guys able to get any one hundred ones? And and um, are we rostering uh, Hall across any of our rosters? Maybe start with Dan. Yeah. So I got uh, I got one share of Brees Hall. Um, I had an opportunity to get another. I could trade the one hundred five and one hundred seven uh, for the one hundred one. I ended up not doing that just because I thought with that particular team, um, even though I was, I needed help at running back. Um, I, it, it was a, you know, kind of in a mid rebuild from a, a team that was just destitute when I took it over. Um, and so I eventually decided it was better to have the two assets rather than just, you know, the one free salt. So you know, we'll, we'll see how that goes, but, um, uh, I did get my one share of breeze. So I was happy about that. JD. Yeah. Good job, Dan. Cause I, I struck out, I had the one Oh two in uh super goat. I know you and I had a, a one Oh two, uh, mm-hmm. in, uh, the money league. I had no one ones. I tried to move the one Oh two for the last couple weeks. I've been trying to work on, on deals that I just wanted out of that one Oh two. I'm not, I'm not huge on Walker. I know that you've got the two receivers there, but again, if I could guarantee, I, I always like to go for the sure thing. So if I can move that 102 for something more uh, more insurance for me, I, I ended up moving it in that league uh, along with my 402 for Bateman and a 23 second. So for me, I really like that. I wanted a top you know, 15-ish receiver, which I think I got, and then a 23 second. Um, but I, I couldn't make it happen for Brees. Andrew, did you did you score uh, the new shiny Jets running back? Yeah, one one Brees. I bought an orphan off of Dynasty Depot. I think it was a I think it was a BIP team, a Triflex team. It had a it had the one hundred one. I did that thing I think I mentioned a couple weeks ago where I searched for uh, multiple first round picks and some player names that I liked. Um, but but you know had the Brees and I was seeing a lot of trades on what May seventh whenever the drafts open. Um, some pretty big hauls for um, for Brees. Um, and I, you know, put, put him on the block, was really interested just to see what I can get. However, I when I bought the team off of BIP, I dis- distinctly remember him telling me, good luck with trades in that league. You either don't get any done or, you know, everything, everybody wants, you know, stuff tilted towards them. So it just was not going to be a league where I was going to be able to move that 101. And uh, that was just fine with me. I wasn't paying up in any of my other leagues to go get the 101. So, Thought it just made sense to get the one brief share and uh, and move on with my life. So of the 15 FFPC dynasties that I have, either co-owned or uh, or, or fully owned, uh, got only one brief haul. I got an add-on question. Yeah. Did did anyone not see Brees? Because I saw Burks in one of my FFPC dinos. Uh, Traylon went off at the 101. Did you have? Did you guys see any 101s not? Being Brees Hall, Dan says no. Andrew 100% says no. Hundred percent Brees. Theo. Hundred percent Brees. And yeah. and I'll say that we we talked about this before. That that 
um, particular owner who took Traylon Burks at 101, that's just terrible process in an FFPC league. Even if Traylon Burks was your your personal 101, you could trade him. You could have traded down to 102. Yeah, 102 probably would have traded with you. And I didn't see Traylon Burks go higher than I'm sure we'll touch on him a little later, but I didn't see him go higher than 103 in in any. I, I try to think if there was any leagues. There was one league I saw him go at 102 ahead of Kenneth Walker, but it was pretty much he was not going in the in the top two. So, like that to me, that was a that was just poor process. Um, an interesting thing that they would do. Um, for me, I got four shares of Brees Hall. I was aggressive getting the one on one this year. Yeah, you really um, wanted him. You you I set mean, you, but talk about how you set yourself up because you've been setting yourself up for those one on ones for a bit now. So I made uh, I, I bought an orphan earlier in the year, a good one. Um, not, I mean, a team that, that had a number of of players that I was into. I've you know Pitts at tight end. I have Lamb, um, you know AJ Brown, a Fournette, <laughs> guys I like, Kyler Murray, um, and I moved Derrick Henry to the team with the the one on one. And I also picked up the 201, um, which I basically I, I traded for the 101 and the 201. Um, and I, I sent him a either a late two or an early three um, uh, at the beginning of the summer. So that I feel like the 101, um, it gained value in the sense that we like Brees Hall more than maybe we did before the combine. Um, but at the but maybe the landing spot could have been a little bit better. I, I personally don't mind the landing spot, but. There was one tr- one league I did that. There was another league where I moved Debo Samuel. Hold on, Theo, Theo, before you move on from that other tra- there's no way if you offered that draft day that that owner no. would accept that deal now. There's no way. No, like that's, that, no. was the be- that was the beauty of you doing that so early and so aggressive. Yeah. Well, that's why I wanted yeah. to bring yeah. it up. You, you, yeah. you, you worked on that early. That's, I that's how on that you one early. the benefits. And then I had another, another league where I, I moved around to get to 101. And then I actually made two draft week uh, trades. One that I went back and forth with um, – I talked to Dan a little bit about it, um, and and I, I'm not sure if I touched with you guys on this one, but this was the an aggressive move in a league where I feel like I was kind of on the cusp and I really needed a running back. I traded the 104, a 2023-1, and a second rounder, and I got back the 101, Maurice Hall, Albert O, and a – and another second. Actually, let me pull up the, the trade. But it was basically it was two firsts um, for Alberto, Brees Hall, and two seconds. And I, he got a second back for me. So yeah. it was it was an aggressive move. Um, but I took Brees Hall there. Um, I was happy to do so. Uh, and then I had one more trade actually with in a league where I've won back to back. And I had I, I had accumulated a few 2023 firsts this off season. So I was sitting on three 2023 firsts. And actually traded the the Jordan McNamara Chad Parsons team two 2023 ones and uh, James Robinson some whatever like throw in and I got their 101 and I took Brees Hall in that league so I was aggressive going after the 101 and hopefully Brees Hall is an absolute star and I think he has a chance to be and I'm I'm glad I did it. What what are you guys adding to 102 to get to 101? Like if somebody's got the 102 right now and they're like, oh man, I, I want to move up to get me some Brees Hall. What are you adding? Like, is it 23 second enough? I don't think so. I think like, I feel like it was a big tier break between 101 and 102. I mean, first, your league might it's gotta be, be a first. It's hard to move. So like for me, if you're moving it, yeah, it would have to be like an, another. I it mean, feels like I it needs to rebalance one... itself a little bit too. 
if you sorry? I traded one I traded one 101 so I'll give you like what I traded on the clock I traded the 101 um one league I gave up a, a, a hall share but I got the 102 the 111 and the 112 and it was a, a cut team uh, that I was rebuilding so okay could if, could I tr- would I be happy to switch those picks back for for Brees Hall a, a week later I don't know I go back and forth but I think like you're looking at a lot of equity for the for the 101 right now all right. Um, this this one was a fun one for me because we do OTC on the show. And there was a lot of OTC. And one thing when I saw this on here, I was like, oh, I wish I had written down more of them while I was doing the rookie drafts. Because you know how when you're – you could be stuck on that clock for a while on that one choice. But then two weeks later, you you know, you know completely forget that you're trying to make that decision. So I tried to go back in all my drafts. Um I don't know, Andrew, you got, you want to start this off? Was there, was there, I feel like the obvious, should I get the obvious ones off the, out of the way? I feel like the London Burks one is pretty obvious. You guys think that's, uh, it's pretty much, uh, you're deciding between the two or like Dan and I were like, Dan was like, okay, I already have a London. So if we go trail on here, I'm okay with it. And, and that's, I feel like I, I, I'm, I'm like that with most of this draft class. I just want a little bit of everything. I, I did a lot. I did a lot of that bartering because you know we can we can continue to talk on other OTCs, but just on that one, I got no dr- rookie draft London, so I only got London during the startups before oh, okay. the draft started. But I will tell you, like I was playing like ADP games of, like I got I got a single Burks because I knew I got one hundred two, one hundred two, one hundred three. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Like I got one Burks because I'm like I. I just don't think that for all my 105s that I have, I'm ever going to get a Burks. But whenever I got on the clock at 105, I was doing exactly as you said, JD. I was like, okay, it's now a little bit of Wilson here. It's a little bit of uh, Williams. Yeah, yeah, thank you, Jameson. And then it was when when I had the 107s, it was like, okay, this is easy. I'm just going to take whoever falls. And more often than not, that was like the uh, the Alaves. Um, or maybe I got one Garrett Wilson down there. So I really was doing a lot of that bartering. So I, I never felt that that was like a really hard choice. The only one that I really forced myself to make was that with that Burks like 102 or 103 or whatever the hell that was, just to make sure I had some exposure. Because otherwise, I absolutely would have been shut out just with like the ADP games. Yeah, totally, totally makes sense. I, you know, for me, it was Burks in London. You know, I was trying to balance those. I was hoping I could get a Walker mixed in somewhere there. Um, he never fell out of the 102 in any of my drafts. So same, and, and I did not have any 102. So I I did not get any walk. He kind of fell at the back end of that that first group almost, right? He's he's like what right, right before more, but like after those like London, uh, Burks, and Ken- then Jameis. No, Kenneth Walker went basically second in every FFPC yeah. Draft. Or sorry, I'm oh, I'm thinking about um oh I'm thinking about Watson. Yeah, apologies. Yeah, yeah. So you know I. Burks in London, that was that was one where I was just trying to kind of keep things relatively even. Uh, I was always happy to pick up a, a Jamison Williams anytime that uh, Burks in London were off the board. And then uh, Olave and Sky Moore was probably my other decision at, at seven. Yeah, I've got that um, too. You know, and I, I, I had a couple Sky Moores, so I took an Olave um, intentionally just to kind of mix things up a little bit. Uh, you know, so that was, that was also a good one, but I, I think the early second round was kind of an interesting place I'm to be, you. but we can, let, let's go through everybody even, even the back, kind of even the here. back end of the first, I put the back end of the yep. first into the beginning of the second was like, yep. there's always a decision. <clears throat> that yeah, was I, my- I agree. 
I agree with I agree with you, JD and Dan, on that one. Where like sometimes you were holding like a one eleven or a one twelve, and in other drafts those guys might be there at two hundred three to uh, two hundred four. We'll call it like the Rashad White tier. Yeah. It's like as soon as your league is considering Rashad White, you know you're in that tier. Um, <clears throat> for me, it was the Garrett Wilson versus Jamison Williams uh, pick, and that was super tough for me. Um, I have exposure to both now. I like both a lot. Um, Garrett Wilson, I was, you know, super, super high on in the pre-draft process, um, but I, I love Jamison Williams as well. Um, so, like, a few times I went Wilson over Williams, um, but I made sure that I was able to, you know, trade back around and get a little bit more Williams. So, and, like, Andrew and I got Wilson and Williams on, on one team. So, um, I actually have two teams like that where I have a, a, a Wilson and Williams, which I think could turn into, you know, a really nice combo. Um, Williams actually went, uh, he went one Oh three, the first receiver off the board in, uh, the DPL league, uh, Theo, the one you just joined the, as the three time champion, nice. uh, consecutive. He, he went, he went one Oh three, man. What do you guys think about that? He, I, I feel like with the high stakes guys, Dan, and I, I don't know if it's just me kind of snooping in, in, in our DMS, uh, with all, <laughs> all the, the sharps that we, we, uh, hang out with in there uh jameson williams seems like a, a favorite with with the sharps yeah i i think uh definitely some sharp players were putting him up, up above uh, burks in london um uh, i had i i kind of knew where i was sitting in rookie drafts i knew i was going to get a couple jameson williams um uh, so i didn't really worry about trying to shove him up above the others you know because i wanted to make sure i had some burks and some london too uh, i'm pretty agnostic on you know, all of those, because I, you know, all of them, I think have, um, you know, good route to success and all of them certainly, uh, you know, could fall flat on their face. Um, uh, the one guy I didn't get any of in the first round was Garrett Wilson. Um, uh, he just always, you know, like I either I could get Burks, London or Williams. And so I didn't take him or he, he went before I could make a pick. So same. Yeah. So I have zero Garrett Wilson. Mine's actually London. I, I have no London. <coughs> the other, another decision I found was actually, you talk about Rashad White, Theo. I find like the, the Dotson, um, Pickens. Pickens, Dotson, and uh, and then Rashad White. You're kind of yeah. deciding between like, do I take the first round guy that keeps sliding in the second round? You know, do I take the uh, Pickens, who's going in a really good situation in Pittsburgh, probably best case scenario for him with a lot of upside, or do I start picking at these running backs to add depth to my roster? And White seems to have the most upside and kind of settled in there. I know James Cook went um, earlier in a few few drafts that I have. Uh, I think he went. I know we're going to talk to about him later, but I, I, he started like one hundred nine, one ten. Um, but did you guys find, what did you guys do with, uh, with those late round, late first round receivers? Uh, did you guys grab any Pickens or Dotson or what'd you guys do with them? For me, it was uh, like, I, I feel like I'd either maneuvered. I didn't have a, a whole, a ton of, of like one elevens and one twelves. Um, I, I, I just had the ones I, couldn't, I just had the ones I couldn't get rid of, Theo. That's the only yeah, ones I had. Like I tried to get, I tried to get rid of them or package them. Um, I got some pickings. Um, I got a little bit more James Cook than I know the three of you would have been would have would have wanted. I'm sure we'll touch on him in a little bit. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I feel like I was kind of like uh, like balanced balanced around with those late guys. Pickens was probably my favorite guy that you could get in an FFPC league, like as a late first. I think like he presented like the best um, upside with like you could see a, a path to him being like a big time big time year two guy, like in in even redraft. Like you could see them move on from one of their wide receivers, like they've done historically in the pa- in the past so many times. So like Pickens to me was like that guy if I if I had to pick at like the the one eleven one twelve um, I have zero shares of Christian Watson I know like in a lot of my leagues people were taking him there zero um, you know if I if I would have taken a Christian Watson t- uh, share I don't think Dan would have split a, a, a main event team with me this year so You'd be mortified. I, I had to I had to I had to wait like Dan Dan would have like worn like a fake mustache because he doesn't want to be next to a guy who has Christian <laughs> Watson uh, rostered so. Um, yeah, I avoided Christian Watson, but for me, it was like, it was like Pickens. And there was actually a few leagues Rashad white was weird because like, there was a couple leagues where I was like, I'm going to suck it up and take Rashad white at the one twelve. People sometimes would reach and take him a little higher. I feel like there's like a, I like Rashad white, but I feel like there's a hive with Rashad white. Like people, people who like Rashad white love Rashad white. We saw in the hard way draft. He went like one Oh eight. Well, that was a special case. Yeah, that was an interesting case. <laughs> no, I, I, I agree. I mean, I think it, it really was tough, tough on that back end. I got a little bit of pickings. I forced myself into some dots and shares. Um, the one thing, the slight <laughs> derailing, the one thing I need FFPC to work on, so add this to the intern list. I like the player share, uh, the player ownership report. I love an opportunity to click on the player name. And then show me the see what team he's in. Yes, I did. Yeah, I tried that today. I tried that today. It's showing me his no, stats. No, no, the only way you can do it is to kind of go the backwards way and just go to your home page, league home page, and then do the player search. No, I yeah. want to click for my ownership report. Anyway, yeah. just yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree with this. that, Andrew. We'll, we'll we'll have to talk to the to the heads at FFPC. Don't worry, nice. we got okay. that. Okay, we can have the intern do it. The intern, will yeah. Take it, so. <laughs> Anyways, I mean, I I. I forced myself, especially in those picks when I couldn't move them, um, to to move on from the quarterbacks. I did grab a couple, but like I think maybe one, one one Malik Willis there, and I was just thinking to myself, like, are these quarterbacks, especially in the, the superflex or triflex, going to appreciate more in value than I expected? So I grabbed, yeah, just I guess I guess one Malik Willis there, probably close to the turn, although I can't can't tell slash remember because of the hyperlink thing. And then I only got one Desmond Ritter, like I think late second round in that pros versus Joe's. I think maybe one Matt Corral, like late second. I just wanted to make sure I had a little bit of exposure to each of those three quarterbacks. Um, but it really was like a little bit of like my my instincts told me, man, these quarterbacks, if they hit, if Malik Willis is actually good and you get some rushing production, he skyrockets up the board and shows way more value than maybe some of these running backs and wide, res- wide receivers do. Uh, and this year, but I just I just end, end up getting a ton. So maybe that was just more of a, a me, you know, right sizing myself into into sharper decisions um, while on the clock there. I also found I also found trying to decide like, you know, again, once you get that first Rashad White, then you start thinking Isaiah Spiller looks pretty good to me, you know, in that situation in LA. And then I know Damian um Oh Pierce, man, I keep, Pierce, yeah, Pierce, Pierce, Pierce. I keep forgetting his last name for some reason. Pierce, it's probably because I didn't draft him, but he keeps, you know, I know he's a favorite, especially with only Marlon Mack in the way. 
that offense worries me. A lot of stuff worries me in that that situation. What do you guys think about Damian Pierce? We haven't touched on him yet. He seems to be popular, kind of like James Cook. Like sometimes he goes a little higher than you think he might. Theo, you seem uh... so for me. Like I have zero shares of Spiller, and and I, I would have thought that I would have thought that I would have thought that Spiller like Spiller was like really weird. It was like the the whole. Um, I think if we were if we were predicting the first round the day the Super Bowl ended and we 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 pulled all of us and we said what's the percentage chance Isaiah Spiller goes in the first round of your rookie drafts I think we probably would have said close to 100%. Yeah. And then he kept losing value and losing value and losing value. Then the draft happens and it seems like people people had pretty much made up their mind that like pre-draft he's a he's a second round rookie pick. Like, people weren't banging the drums for him to be a first-round pick unless he landed perfectly. He lands on day three, and then all of a sudden he has this, like, revival, and he ends up going in some late first rounds, early second rounds over a number of running backs who I think are in better situations. It's like people don't know what to make of Spiller. Like, I get, like, he's in, he's in, he's on the Chargers, okay? Like, maybe you could talk yourself into the fact that he's the handcuff for, for Eckler. I think he's different than Eckler. But it's like he didn't really land that well. They they picked him um, in the fourth round. He was the 123rd pick yeah. in this draft. So it's like I don't understand it. Maybe you guys can explain this one to me. I, so, I think, you know, I so think, let's let's start out with this. You know what? You know like who landed better in in your mind um, as far as the running backs not named Kenneth Walker or Brees Hall? I think that that Davis Price landed better. I think if we want to go to finding a guy with a, I think like we talked about Rashad White, who, who most drafts I think went better, one higher than Spiller. But I, we did see leagues where Spiller went higher than White. I've seen those. Mm-hmm. And I think that you could say they're the same tier. Like to me, like White, you could see White having a, his, his, a, a day one role as some sort of a, a pass, like a, like a, um, like a Giovanni Bernard on steroids if he, if he has a really good preseason. Like you could see him having a role early. Right. Um, I would say, and I don't have much of it either, but I'll say like Pierce and, and Algier, at least you can see them having a more clear path. And I will say Davis price as well. So like, to me, it's like Spiller. Like I, I just, that was the one I don't, I don't get people, the valuation people have yeah. at Spiller. Dan, where are you going with that? Cause I'm, I'm interested cause I, I have a take there too. I, I want, but I want you to go to your question. Yeah. So I mean, you know, I, I can put Cook above him. I can put Rashad White above him. Uh, Damien Pierce, I mean, it's a, it's an open opportunity. But then you get to, like, Brian Robinson. I, I have a hard time putting Robinson above Spiller. Zamir White, I have a hard time putting him above Spiller, uh, though it's close. Tyler Allgaier, uh, have a hard time putting him above Spiller. Davis Price, I mean, I, you know, how many times has Shanahan pounded the, the the table for a particular running back and then just treats him like dirt? Uh, you know, I I did take a, a share or two of Davis Price, but I, you know, I had to force myself to do it. <laughs> I'll put it that way. You know, so I, for I, me, Spiller was like about probably the the fifth running back in this class. Yeah, I can see that, but I still think that like, let's put it like this: Did you ever see him go at two ten? I feel like it was always somebody taking him early second. Um, yeah, I, I never saw really oh, late definitely, second. Definitely. I, I, I took him at 203 in a draft. 
Yeah, I'm um, up now. And and you know to to kind of clear that one up, I had uh, I I took Brees Hall at the the one hundred and one. Um, I took Pickens at the one hundred and ten. I took David Bell at the two hundred and one, and I took Spiller at the two hundred and three because I was already I didn't I didn't want to get too heavy on wide receivers in that draft, so I felt like I had to pivot over to to running back there uh, because I had needs at both. Um, so, you know, basically Jahan Dotson or Spiller was kind of the choice, um, or maybe Alec Pierce or Spiller. And I just decided, you know what, I'm just going to, I'm going to go ahead and take Spiller here at the two Oh three. So funny you say that Dan Theo, the league that you just joined the one I'm three time champion. I don't know if you heard, but, um, I, the, the 14th and the 15th pick, I'm guessing that's two or two, two or three, right, Dan, that's I had back-to-back yeah. -back picks there for whatever reason through trades and I grabbed Dotson and Spiller uh, just because thinking in my head, like I'm not big on these guys, but if there's a league where I'm going to risk taking these guys, you know, at the, and they fell into the second round, I'm like, I'll take them. Uh, Rashad White has had gone off the board. James Cook had gone off the board. Damian Pierce went off right after. He's someone I definitely considered there. Um, but yeah, I think Dotson and Spiller is a good one, Dan, uh, to choose you know, that people probably had to choose on the clock. Right. And, and, and to be fair, part of the reason maybe why I took Spiller was I, I had traded away Austin Eckler in that league. And so, you know, I was hoping for the schadenfreude of, uh, you know, Eckler somehow losing a ton of work to Spiller, uh, you know, through whatever, whatever reason and uh, me being able to laugh all the way to the bank. But, uh, you know, I don't think that's going to happen. But Andrew, I, mean, I, yes. I, I think, no, I mean, I think that that's like, I mean, that's the argument that we we just put up on the board is the, I, I can easily talk myself into Justin Jackson, you know, is, isn't great. Josh Kelly isn't great. They had another third guy last year. I can't remember his name. Obviously it wasn't great. Like in terms, we know we're they're actually being smart with Eckler's usage. Uh, now obviously they're not getting like the premium touches and the, um, the goal line and, and the, you know, passing down work, but they're clearly mixing people in. And I think that you could, I could talk myself into, although I guess I only got one share. Um, but I, I think that Spiller landed actually probably pretty great in terms of like the, the team trajectory and the expected usage in year one. I think that there's a, a real role year one for him uh, in San, uh, Los Angeles. No, I right. mean, I hope I'm, I'm hoping wrong. I hope I'm wrong for, for Dan's sake. I just think it's, you know, we've seen, we've seen backs like Josh Kelly, you know, Larry and, Roundtree. And, like, and yeah, may I point, point, yeah, and may Larry I point Roundtree. out, Austin Eckler did turn 27 years old today. Yeah. yeah. Happy birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday, Austin Eckler. No doubt about we'll, it. We'll, we'll say, like, if, if Austin Eckler went to, like, the doctor and they do, like, your real-life age, Austin Eckler's, like, 23. He looks, you know, the guy's just, all he does is work out. And, right. and his game is his game is, is tailor-made to, like, get old with. Like, dump-off passes, and he's very efficient, so... I don't know. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see for sure. Well, here, here's the thing uh, with Eckler. Next year, they can cut him. They would uh, they would lose 1.5 on the cap and save 5.75 against the cap. So he is cuttable next year, and that did factor into my decision. Uh, I you know his contract is still uh, his cap numbers just 7.25 next year, which is a very, you know, if, if he's playing well, they're going to, they're going to keep, they're going to keep him. 
without a doubt. But who you else? Know, if anything happens, if the wheels start to fall off in any way, shape, or form, I think Spiller gets very interesting. Who else but the goats can go twelve minutes on Isaiah Spiller? <laughs> it's nice. just, it was no. for sure an interesting one. Um, what was your did JB? Did you have a favorite um, second round uh, rookie running back? It would be Rashad White, right? That's your guy. Yeah, probably White. I like Zamir White too. Uh, whenever, mm-hmm. whenever he was available in that middle ish of the second round, I just like it as much as I like Josh Jacobs this year more than most, just because you got to figure they're just going to run him through the dirt uh, in that offense. Uh, you know, being at the end of the contract, but yeah, Zamir White just has an opportunity. Like them coming into the to the draft, so the landing spot doesn't hurt him in my opinion. So I, I like getting him. He's one of the the handful of guys that I have multiples of. I like I like Zamir White. I think Zamir White. That's uh, I'm glad you brought him up. I ended up with some Zamir White. I think I have four shares of Zamir White, including one where Andrew and I got him in the third round of a of a triflex draft. It's interesting. I, I think I might be completely off Josh Jacobs, and it's not because Zamir White's this uber talent. I just think it's they draft Zamir White in the fourth. Um, you're going to have potentially uh, Drake healthy. I just think it's going to be like more of a committee type backfield. And I think that if, if Josh Jacobs is going to return at ADP, it's going to be because he caught a lot of passes. And that could be kind of like, I think he's he could be a guy who maybe catches a few more passes than we think. But there's just, it seems so consolidated with Renfro, Adams, Waller. It doesn't seem like it's going to be like a dump off to Josh Jacobs type year. But Samir is interesting. Like they didn't extend Josh Jacobs. They're putting all this money into, um, you know, a few other positions. Like Zamir year two could be super interesting. Like Dan's thought on Spiller is kind of yes. like my thought on on White. And yeah, I think this exactly. year, like this year, I feel like when it comes down to like August and we're drafting like main event teams and stuff, I feel like Zamir White, we're going to talk ourselves into as like a, a handcuff guy we want to have um, in that, you know, that back half of the of the first round. Because if Josh Jacobs goes down, Zamir White could be super interesting on an offense that we all think is going to be pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to be drowning in Spiller, Zamir White, and Rashad White main event time. Nice. I feel like those are going to be like eight, nine, ten round picks, and I'm just going to be li- living that life in August and September. That dirty life. <laughs> Before we move to the next, guys, let's give a quick shout out to our favorite site, the FFPC. Right now, you can you can do all kinds on there, guys. You could play for uh, what do we got? Million bucks, half a million bucks. We've got uh, what's the what's the superflex? Right now, you've got a thirty-five dollars superflex best ball tournament. I mean, how fun is that, right? You're used to doing the thirty-five dollar leagues out of twelve teams. Now you can shoot some of those into the tournament, man. Get you know maybe get yourself a nice little prize, build up the bankroll, start playing in leagues with Theo, those bigger buy-ins with Dan and Andrew. Guys, go check out myffpc.com, best ball redraft, tournament, dynasty, terminator, terminator leagues, like you name it, pros versus Joes, they've got it, Superflex, Triflex, those Rotoviz, dynasty, Triflex leagues are the 101 right now, in my opinion, when it comes to, hey, I feel like joining a new dynasty league. There is, if you're, if you've been playing uh, dynasty for a while, that's the one-on-one for me. It's, it's got a, a lot of different components to, to get my brain thinking again 
which I like. So check it out, myfpc.com. If you're not, not already on there, guys, make sure you tag one of us. We'll hook you up with a sign-up bonus for up to 35 or for $35 where you can actually get into that tournament uh, or into one of these leagues that we're talking about. And, and I'll add, JD, a main event early bird special, $100 That's right. off. Uh, and if you get in early, you can face off against what call it Dan and friends, the go, the go district, uh, pro, uh, entry in the, uh, pros versus Joe's at the FFPC. That's right. So That's yeah. right. Oh, can't forget so, that. so Dan, tell I, me about that real quick. Yeah. So we are, uh, we are, we are in the pro versus, pros versus Joe's basically it's, uh, if you're entered into the main event, you, you get, um, you know, for for every entry, you you get basically like a you know a, a, a lottery ticket or whatever for the pros versus shows. You know, so if you enter five times, you'll get five lottery tickets, um, and then they'll draw. We have I think uh, thirty six pros, or it might be forty two pros now, because uh, yeah, there's seven leagues. So there's in each league there will be six pros and then six joes. So there'll be forty two pros total across seven leagues, and there'll be forty two joes. Um, so you'll you know, they're going to draw 42 names out of the hat out of everybody who's registered for main events by, I think it's uh, the early bird deadline um, in May 31st. And you can compete against the uh, the pros and see how you do. And the, the GOAT district, the four of us, are going to combine. And uh, between us, we're going to be like, we're going to assemble, uh, what is it, Voltron or something like that? Yeah, Voltron. Um, you know, so... That's uh, that's the goal. Is we're gonna we're gonna assemble together, form Voltron, and uh, draft the draft the super goat team of all time and crush everybody in the pros versus Joes. No Man, doubt, I love that Voltron back in the day. <laughs> I, I did sure. want to. JD brought up Damian Pierce. I feel like we should touch on him because it's a guy we haven't talked about like a, like a ton. Did you did you guys draft any Damian Pierce? None. Always oh, 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 always missed out on him. Was always taking. Like a David Bell, a Trey McBride, uh, and yeah. Alec Pierce, to be honest with you, over Damian Damian Pierce um, in, in those ranges. I yeah. I so got... Oh, go ahead, Dan. Yeah, it, no, I just want to talk about real quick the um, you know we're we've we've been talking about kind of that period of, or that area of the draft, but um, for me, you know, it was like if if you were taking James Cook, Rashad White, Damian Pierce. Um, even sometimes Isaiah Spiller, um, it means you were probably giving up on one of George Pickens, David Bell, uh, maybe Jahan Dotson, you Mm -hmm. know, and for, for running backs like that, that was just too hard for me to do, uh, for the most part, you know, like I say, I did get the one Spiller share, but, uh, I I would take Pickens or Bell, uh, over those guys any day of the week. I mean, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you for sure. I Pierce was just like. I had I got him once at like a two oh nine, um, and I and I took him one other time. Um, I just think it's I just think it's going to be kind of like fool's gold. Some people right. are really going into Pierce. It's like, do we really think Lovey Smith, after being in retirement, like older Lovey Smith, is going to come back to the NFL and just turn it over to to Damian Pierce? I just I don't see it, and I feel like it's one of those things where even if you do get him as like the 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 back who's there on the first series, it's going to probably end up being like a committee and you're going to end up with like running back 35. He'll be like a, like an RB three and you're just going to be sitting on some guy who's not going to ever really return that much value. And like, we've seen these fourth round picks, they get replaced. So even if Damian Pierce comes in and has 
a, a, a useful type year where maybe you're able to get a couple of starts out of them next year in, a, in another draft, you just see the, the Texans take take another back. You know, it's like Michael Carter all over again type situation. So I don't know. I feel like people are getting their hopes up on him. I, I think if you're doing rookie drafts properly, you're you're going for upside. You know, Andrew talked about uh, Alec Pierce. You know, maybe it's the Colt in me. But, you know, again, like it's a lottery ticket, right? And which lottery are you going to buy into? The one with the biggest bang, right? The one that's going to give you the biggest win if you win. As much as the chances might be less of it hitting, you still want that ceiling. And that's why I think Damian Pierce for some of the, you know, some of the fantasy players out there, including, you know, us on the screen, it's hard when you're deciding, like, do I want a guy who can pop with Tom Brady in that Tampa Bay offense, that offensive line, you know, or, or do I want a guy that in an offense that might look better or the same that it did last year um, in Houston? Or, yeah. And just to stay on, stay on running backs, and, I, I, like, can we go a little bit deeper? Because I know deep. there's going to be some good, there's going to be some good names on this one. Going Pacheco who are some? Who are some? Who are some running backs that you drafted a lot of Pacheco. that maybe weren't maybe weren't like maybe like if you want to go in the third round that's fine but maybe guys in like that fourth fifth round range um, may, throw in a third rounder is there a guy that you end up drafting a lot of um, that you're holding a lot of lottery tickets of the same guy? May, Andrew, you, you're shaking your head. Yes. Who's yeah. Your guy? Uh, I'm, I'm I'm looking at it here. Uh, I got I, I missed. I missed a ton of that like third and fourth round tier. Uh, I missed a ton of Brian. I'll just start. I just missed a ton of Brian Robinson zero. Tyler Algier basically zero. Pierre Strong zero. Drum Ford zero. Tyler Algier's see. name has to be all G. The all G. All G. Like yeah, I, I have up. zero chairs, but I was like that guy's name has to be yeah. all G. But you, you don't have zero shares. We did get him in the hard way. So Oh, we got him in the hard way. There we go. Yeah. Nice. So, so, so now he's for sure all G. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> but I, uh, I ended up getting a ton of the Isaiah Pacheco, Keontae Ingram, Snoop Connor, Keontae and then Kevin nice. Harris group. So I, I sort of weaved in and out because I think that Pacheco and Keontae were about like what, like late third, fourth rounders. And then I I would left I left the running back crew again and then came back with that Snoop Connor Kevin Harris but missed almost every other uh, running back in between so just ended up having a, a ton of those four Pacheco Ingram Snoop and Kevin Harris yeah Pacheco for me and then uh, uh, what's his name Ty Ty Chandler is someone I grabbed at the end of any draft where he was lingering uh, we had um, Sean on talking about Sean Siegel talking about Ty Chandler. Uh, so it just made me want to get them even more at that point. So got a couple more shares after that. Yeah, I, I, I got a ton of Snoop. Uh, I also grabbed some Hassan Haskins. Um, yes, I have a know, trade just, trade for that. Yeah, just based on, uh, you know, it's it's Derrick Henry. He's, uh, he's close to 1,500 carries. Uh, you know, the wheels are probably falling off soon, so. Yeah, I, 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 I'm glad to hear Dan was also on Haskins. I have a ton of Haskins. Haskins, I have – I'm looking at my, my ownership. I have seven Haskins shares now across Dynasty. So, like, I'm with Dan. Like, I feel like, you know, Hilliard's still there. But I feel like if there, if there was a direct backup, it's going to be Haskins. They took him in the fourth round. Um, you know, he's, he had some, some really good moments at Michigan. He's got, like, where he hurdled the Ohio State player in the end of that, that big win, like – it's easy to kind of galaxy brain your way to thinking like Hassan Haskins is going to be another guy we draft and redraft 
Um, I got a, a ton of Tyler Batty. Um, actually, uh, you know, I coattailed a few very smart people on Tyler Batty, and I just started drafting him because he's always there. Um, and you could kind of, you know, convince yourself that he could end up having a role in Baltimore of some sort. Um, the Baltimore, like, beat writers have thrown out, like, Ray Rice's name as, like, a guy stylistically, a, a former Raven he compares to. Um, and then I, I, I jumped on the uh, the Andrew uh, Snoop Connor bandwagon. I got a ton of Snoop. But Haskins is the one that kind of excites me the most and, and probably the one that I had to use the highest draft kind of Like, for me, he was, like, a fourth-round guy. Um, maybe occasionally you saw him fall into the fifth. Never had to take him in the third. But, like, you're basically getting – a backup to a guy who's got a ton of a ton of uh, usage in his career, um, basically a direct backup, in my opinion. Um, so I think he's he's just great value in dynasty right now. Right, yeah, for sure. And it, it, and for the non rookies, I took a fair amount of Eno Benjamin for the same reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Deont- Deonta are... Foreman, Deonta Foreman for me. Yep. Oh, yeah, a lot of yeah, guys. we all have. I think we all have a lot of Deontay Foreman. Deontay Foreman, yeah. I, 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 agree. I was splitting Dan between the Eno and the Keontae Ingram because I, I I don't know the answer there, so I was just yeah, I don't know a little bit of this, a little bit of that on the both of them. I'm gonna Theo. One I'm gonna of those st- two. One of those two is gonna steam. I feel like once, like, yeah, it's like people are taking shots on Eno and, and Keontae. It's like the exact kind of bet you should be making. Yeah. Because by the end of the summer, one of those guys is going to be the backup to Connor, and you're going to feel great about it. Um, Ingram's super interesting because he played with Bijan Robinson, and it's like Bijan Robinson's going to be the number, the 101 for us next year, and he happened to just be with Bijan. But like, you can kind of convince yourself on Keontae, and, and I'm, a, I'm an Eno Benjamin fan, but like, yeah. Keontae is super interesting. So, I think that's a great bet to make on one of those two guys. Mm-hmm. You can probably get both. You could probably get both at the back end of, of uh, best ball. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I, uh, I was just going to sneak a, one of our, you know, I know we're going to talk to trades later, but I made a move. Uh, Wheeler threw it on there. I sent him a uh, penny who actually Dan and I made a move with penny as well. We'll talk about later, but I sent uh, Rashad penny and Davis price for Haskins a 23 second and um a, yeah was that it and a, and a 23 fifth or sorry 23 fourth so a 23 second was really what i was after so he threw in haskins uh and i sent them penny and and davis price kind of a, a, a reno mode team that i'm uh, working on nice yeah i'm not sure i'm not sure who i like that i feel like that's like a I could see the Wheeler side winning on that one, or I could see your side winning. That's like a very, a very good trade because I'm sure Wheeler likes Davis Price as well. So he got two running there backs. It, he there it is. Penny. Yeah, I, sn- I sniped him on him, so he he wanted him back, and I, I already had a couple shares, so I was like, all right, let's make a That's deal. That's the best feeling in the world, isn't it? Sniping someone, it's great, especially when they admit to it. Especially when yeah. they tell you right away. <laughs> <laughs> so. Theo, I, I don't know if we're, this is where we're going, but I, I guess the you know, other players we have multiple shares of, I, I was totally missing some of those other running backs that I mentioned because I was taking one player in that like fourth, fifth round, and he was even slipping to the sixth round. I have two-thirds of my FFPC exposure. 10 out of 15 leagues is on one player. Theo, I think I already told you the answer. Dan, JD, do you have any guesses on what this player what this player is? I think you guys may be on the similar... Track track is me of, of taking this guy too when he fell. 
I'm actually not sure on this one, Andrew. Yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. All right. Yeah, I add you to the guess. Oh, was it uh, Machi or whatever his name is? Um, no, John, John Mechie. No, no, no. Mechie? David Bell? No, no. Third, no, third, fourth round slips sometimes okay. in the fifth, sixth. Oh, it's got to be it's, a receiver. No, yeah. In the fifth, the fifth, sixth is uh, is throwing me out. Oh, um, oh, I know. It's Tyquan Thornton. Of course you. Tyquan Thornton. Oh, is yeah. Tyquan yes. Thornton. He yes. was, he was dropping for me sometimes in the sixth round. Yes. And I just Same. couldn't stop taking him. Fifth, sixth. I, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna figure out like all the, all the draft picks that I took him. Again, I need that, that data from the FPC at my fingertips. But we, I, we took him in our, in our triflex. Yeah. Yes. I think it's a. And Dan, you took him Dan and I took him in our triflex startup. I just, yep. I could not stop taking him, and it was like I, I never felt for a second that I was reaching on him. It always like made sense if you looked at the draft capital and the other players around him. It was always like, well, well I'm a sucker. I took him at 307 of the OG goat. So I don't even think that's like reaching them. I, 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 took him, I took him. I used the third round pick on Taekwon Thornton. Also. Yeah. It's just, I have, Mac, yeah, I, Mac, I, I I have Mac Jones too in that league. So the, the I, got, I gotta, always be stacking kind of 308, 401 and 507. And we should let Dan kind of break down his game. Yeah, like, please. I, this is, this is, this is Do fundamentally, it. this is fundamentally such a, like a, I feel like a mistake. Um, just without even thinking about what he is as a player, they they traded up to get him. They used high draft capital on him, and it's a wide receiver room that we would all agree is pretty open. So whatever you thought of of, of Thornton a month ago should be out the window. As a fantasy player, you've got to pivot a little bit. I heard one analyst say, like he was so mad about the pick and he didn't want Thornton because they thought Thornton would be a sixth round draft pick, and the Patriots just made a terrible mistake. I'm like. We don't know more than the Patriots do. Like the Patriots right. know their their system, and maybe Dan, you could talk a little bit about Thornton, the player, because he's not a two-two Atwood. He's like a guy no. who could have a real role. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, you know, he's, you know, like I, I, I think his upside would be, you know, kind of a Deshaun Jackson um, type of player. I mean, he's got good hands. He tracks the ball well. He's able to release from the line of scrimmage. Uh, you know, the the main problem that he had was that, you know, Baylor's quarterbacks his senior year uh, were just not great. Uh, you know, so he had, he had lots of times where he was wide open. I mean, I, I watched pretty much every Baylor game, uh, you know, for the last couple of years for sure. And, you know, it was, it, it, it was just clear that he was well above anybody else on the team as far as, you know, like what he could do. Uh, and, and the quarterbacks were looking for him often. They just couldn't often hit him. Um, you know, but I, I like the fact that he's got good hands. I like the fact that he can track the ball well. And I like the fact that he can get off the line of scrimmage, uh, you know, even when he's being pressed by a cornerback. So, you know, if you've got those three things and I think that's, a, you know, and then that speed on top of it, you know, I think that's exactly what, um, you know, the, the Patriots were looking at and, you know, according to, to some of the, you know, like some of the stuff I saw in the athletic, uh, you know, there were other teams that would have taken him not long after the Patriots. I, you know, he was probably going in the late second, early third, almost no matter what. So it totally made sense to, um, you know, where the, the Patriots took it. I'm, I'm sure that they knew what other teams were thinking about him. So, you know, they were just going to jump on him first. And I get the, I get why he's falling because everybody likes to trash the Patriots wide receivers. I mean, you know, the Patriots cannot draft wide receivers, right? We all know this. It's an absolute fact. The Patriots cannot draft wide receivers. But when you can start getting them in the 
late third, the fourth, the fifth round of your rookie drafts, all that risk is baked in. It's all baked in. Yeah. What's the hit rate on a fourth round rookie pick? Right. Exactly. If you, go I mean, through, you, yeah. you know, if you're taking Romeo Dubes or Khalil Shakir or somebody like that over over Tyquan Thornton, you're just doing fantasy wrong. I mean, you're doing yeah. dynasty wrong. Just shouldn't do it. I just, I just want to. I should, uh, oh, go, ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Andrew. No, no go I'm ahead, just going to brag. I'm, I'm going to brag. I'm going to do a full brag breakdown after a cool, cool tweet this episode. But <laughs> 1250 Theo, that's you and I, 405. A 750, 607, a 750, 505, 750, 410, and then 750, Dan, we got him in our startup at the 1512. Like, that's right. just like, I, in terms of bets you want to be, like, that's, I, I just love it. I don't know why he kept slipping. Like, that's four, four, six, five, four. It's crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, it's absolutely the kind of bet you want to make over and over and over again. Yeah. And it's like a, a shout out to like the, um, like the Jordan McNamara talking about like, you know, the draft capital put in should say a lot about where our where our rookie draft picks go. It's like the community just completely ignored it with Thornton. It's like they were just done with it. So it's I don't know. I think the range of outcomes, it's like it's almost a no brainer type pick. Um, and I'm glad we have a lot of them. And and hey, if it, if it doesn't work out, you cut them. And it's a guy that you probably would have cut anyway. So right. it's uh, it's a no brainer bet. Um, we talked about Dan talked about Garrett Wilson, not having any Garrett Wilson. Was there a particular player that you loved that you feel like you didn't get any of and it could really burn you long-term in, in Dynasty? Like a guy that you think could be very successful and it just didn't happen um, share-wise for you? My, you know, minor, I, I, I talked real quick, minor London um, that I missed out on and um, uh, Williams are the two... Yeah, are the two guys that I, I wish I had pieces of, if for, not, if for not me, multiples. For me, I got an, a few Chris Olave shares, but not quite as much as I would have thought. Um, there was a couple of leagues where, like, Jameson fell to the – I always figured, like, Olave's like the guy I would consider it, like, the 107. But for whatever reason, like, when Williams fell there, it was like an auto pick for me um, – but I think like Alave, um, I don't have quite enough Alave, and then Sky Moore. I don't have nearly enough Sky Moore. It just yeah. it didn't happen for me, and I ended up going. We'll we'll probably talk talk about James Cook, but there was a few leagues where I went James Cook over Sky Moore based on wow. rosters and stuff like that. Ooh, so I, I don't know if I would of, do that. Yeah, you know, I, I have a couple of sure smack your hand. Sure I just had a real bad reaction to that. I hated that. Yeah, I, I'm it not was, sure we it was, share it was, it was, I don't like that. Theo. I, I, I don't know. I mean, listen, we can talk a little bit more about it. Um, but the uh, it was it was just like maybe twice I went Cook over more. What's the thought process on that? Why why would you go James Cook there? Just curious. Team team structure. And then a lot of the, the times I took James Cook, I had already maybe taken a wide receiver or two. It just Earlier. kind of the way it fell for me. So I had an early wide receiver. I added a, uh, a running back. Um, and I think that I kind of – we could get James Cook out of the way right now. James Cook, I ended up taking some bets on. To me, it's – I can see the kind of the apprehension with, with Cook and some people not, not trying to get into it. But I think Buffalo really wants him to be a thing. Um, and I think that Singletary's, Singletary's there this year, but I think in a year Singletary could be gone. Um, 
they used a second round draft pick on Cook after trying to sign JD McKissick. There was a last minute thing where he ends up back in Washington. And then they tried to trade for Christian McCaffrey. They've done everything they can do to try to get a pass catching back. And they go ahead and take Cook in the second round. So to me, it's like Buffalo is making this bet on using, using running backs as pass catchers more. This is the guy they wanted to be with. And I think that there's a chance that James Cook could be a, a very good fantasy asset. I think there's also, you know, for sure a chance he busts. Um, but to me, it's, it's a bet I was willing to take. And I'm, I'm slightly bullish on him right now. Um, and I do think he's a guy who could – he's going to gain value this year as well in, in fantasy. I think he's the kind of guy that's going to flash – in that, in like a high scoring offense. So I'm, I'm into kind of James Cook right now. Theo, uh, James Cook over Sky Moore. We like, honestly, so, sorry, man. <laughs> it was, this was, this was a, this was an on occasion. Um, well, that's just once or twice, but so, I don't like, love, I don't love the on occasion, Theo. I, I don't like hearing that. Like the <laughs> ones, I don't want to, the ones I've been, oh, he, he, he slipped and fell and then accidentally clicked it. Like the second one, it's like, what? That's me worried. Yeah. So I'll I'll say Sky Moore, Sky Moore, <laughs> like to me, the the Sky Moore one is like, I had him behind. Olave. He's the best lottery ticket. I'm a I'm a, a Lave over over Sky Moore, and I don't think he's quite oh. a lottery ticket. Like I saw Sky Moore going as like the 107 in some leagues. Mm-hmm. Some leagues he'd go 108. It's not like you were getting Sky Moore. Like if Sky Moore is there at, at the the tail end of the, of the first round, that's great. But I don't think most people. Like, what's the well, lowest Sky Moore share you got? That's it. Well, I, I, I want to ask Dan a little bit deal. differently. I mean, how, how high did you push James Cook to have to take him over Sky Moore? <laughs> the, the highest I took James – so the highest I took James Cook was at the 108. I okay, so Sky Moore fall to the 109 in a couple leagues. Then. Yeah, 109 is the so earliest I saw him. In that particular league that I took – that I took Sky – that I took, excuse me, James Cook um, at the 108 – I had the 103 and the 104. I took Traylon Burks and I took Drake London. And that team, I also made that a trade to get, it was, you know, we don't need to go into the full roster. But the, the wide receiver core was, is pretty loaded. Jamar Chase, Burks, London, Elijah Moore, Cortland Sutton. Um, and then I ended up adding David Bell in the second round. So, like, that team is loaded. What, running back-wise, I needed a running back. And I feel like James Cook, Cook was a was a reasonable bet. I think for all the like James Cook is going to be an interesting one, but I think that if we just take a step back and look at what the Bills are trying to do as a team with adding the pass catching running back, um, we all agree the offense is going to score a ton of points. I think Cook is going to flash year one, and I think he's going to have a role. And I'm not I'm not so sure that there was I'm not so sure that Sky Moore is going to be like like some massive star. In this league, I yeah, think but Theo, like think, think about between now and that week one, the value that guy's gonna build, man. Especially that first the highlight Twitter videos. Oh, come on! No, no like I like Sky Moore, but if you're talking no, no, Sky Moore you. versus Jordan, if you're like, like for me, Sky Moore versus Pickens, if I'm OTC, I'm considering Pickens, and it's not like I'm anti Sky Moore, but I don't. For me, like I don't, I don't like Sky Moore as much as I liked like Alave. If it's Alave versus Sky Moore for me, I liked I liked Alave just a little bit more. So I know we love the Kansas City landing spot, but Juju's there as well. I think like I'm I'm kind of on team like buying a little bit slightly slightly low on Juju because 
people are so into Sky Moore right now in Dynasty more than, you know, feeling like Sky Moore is going to completely crush me in this league. Like, I have a little bit of Sky Moore, so it's not like I completely miss out, but I feel like I have a better chance of being burned by not having as much Olave as I do not enough Sky Moore. That's just my personal take on those two guys. I don't, I don't disagree with that. I just think with Pickens, you, I love Pickens. I'm a sucker for Pittsburgh receivers. And, and I think I, he has one of the highest ceilings. I just think that at, at a certain point, you got to go with, with everyone else's perception and Sky Moore's versus Pickens. They're going Sky Moore. So you can, it's just more liquid. You know what I mean? As, as, yeah. a, as a piece on your roster, especially at this time of year, like I said, with all the hype that could build up, but I, you know, again, who knows? And I do think James Cook is going to going to gain some value as well. All it takes is a couple of James Cook at practice, you know, catching a pass, looking elusive, and his role being talked up a little bit. Like uh, I just like how he's pushing Singletary's value down. That's that's what I like. I just want that Singletary value to keep going down, so I keep drafting receivers early and then pick up Singletary. Yeah, right, I, we, I, I think with James Cook, I mean. Um, what what you're looking for is the Amir Abdullah highlight run in, in yeah. preseason. Oh yeah, damn! Did we <laughs> not get go. burned from that one? I I, I think I, I still have a scar on my ass. I think from that one, Dan. <laughs> I, I remember I remember having a discussion with someone uh, in the DMs for till very late in the morning, and this was Christian McCaffrey versus Amir Abdullah before Ooh. McCaffrey got drafted. Damn. Yep. Yeah, that's going to leave a mark. So Andrew had to step out, guys. He has uh, some work, a business to attend to. So we appreciate him uh, jumping in tonight. Yeah. We always love getting the uh, Schellenberg takes. Uh, but Look, he's the turns off their internet around 8.30, 8.45, something <laughs> like that on Central Time. You're going to pay so. extra for it after 8 o'clock. <laughs> yep. And, and, and we know Andrew can't afford to pay extra for it. So I wanted to also touch on tight ends. Um did you guys get a lot of Trey McBride? And I know um, I added a little bit of Jelani Woods. I know I know Dan did as well. Maybe you want to touch on that as well, Dan? Yeah, so um, I, I got zero Trey McBride. Uh, that was pretty much just kind of the way it fell for my drafts because in the, in the leagues where I had access to him at a reasonable cost, I, he just wasn't the best fit for my teams. Um, so it wasn't anything that was like I disliked him or anything like that. He just was not the right fit at the right time for my teams. And, of course, in the FFPC, um, you know, it, it, it's really hard to carry tight ends, uh, you know, for a couple of years waiting for him to hit. So, you know, even even though I think he'd probably hit pretty quickly, um, you know, if if I don't think I'm going to be playing him or I wouldn't, ever need to play him in the first year, I'm probably not going to take a tight end um, with a pick like that. So I did take Jelani Moore um, three times, one, uh, twice in FFPC and once in uh, in the money league where it's uh, we have to start two tight ends. Plus we have to, um, we, we also get, what is it? 1.75 uh, yeah. tight end premium, yeah. you know, so, and that's a team that JD and I share. Uh, I, I, I basically 
held JD down, twisted his arm, told him I was not going to let him up until he agreed to take Jelani Woods. Uh, hard hard, hard to him. do as a Colts fan, right? Right, Dan? <laughs> right. With a Colts fan. So, but I, I, I you know, I, 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 I think trying Woods to trade is a great one. Where you guys what? got Woods, I was trying to trade for that one too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I was I was gonna say with Woods and and a lot of these like later deeper pieces, especially tight end, how how we see like Dan said, like even if you think they're gonna pop early, there's a really good chance they won't. So I think like MFL leagues, you know that we we play in where you're we have deeper rosters. You've got 25, 30 guys uh, deep. Those are the guys you want to grab. Uh, Dolchik, the guy uh, out in in Denver, uh, Woods in in Indy. But like Dan said, when you're playing FFPC, man, like that's why I'm trying to get myself certain pieces. And then after that, I'm trying to trade out to as many future picks as I can, because I know most chances are you're going to drop a lot of these guys when it's cut down time. So Trey McBride, I ended up drafting a, a, a lot of. I'm no gonna way. To, I'm no gonna, way. I'm going to try to carry him this year. I, <laughs> I think that there's a chance he flashes big yeah. time early because we have D hops, you know, out for those six games. I think they'll they could potentially use you know Ertz and McBride at the same time, so I'm interested in, and I, I like the Jelani Woods call. I drafted a few shares of Jelani Woods, and I think you're getting him at a point where um, either your roster is is a complete rebuild type, maybe you carry him, or maybe there's it, the Colts tight end position is is super interesting right now because I think between Granson and Woods, there'll be a guy we're drafting, and I think we got to kind of like read the tea leaves this offseason, but. Woods is such an athletic guy. Um, you know, you could you could kind of get into it. And I agree that on the MFL, if you have a deep dynasty league, like Woods is almost a no-brainer. Um, you know, he's he's at a value where it's not you're not like spending a fortune to get him. Um, and yep. you could see a scenario where he's gonna be the best tight end in this draft. One tight end that I drafted quite a bit of, and I only had to use like a seventh round pick on him. Um, I don't think I ever took him higher than like the end of the sixth, but was um the Jets guy? You know what? Let me just pull up one thing. I'm going to try to um, try to pull up. It's Rucker, but it's I ended up with six shares of Rucker. So mm-hmm. Rucker was like, like I feel like the Jets tight end room right now. It's like it looks like a tight end by committee, <laughs> but Rucker I think could end up um, being a guy that kind of gets a little steam in the summertime. And you know, it, like you said, it's it's a guy you took in the seventh round, so you're you're just taking shots anyway. But um, you know, I think his landing spot was kind of kind of sneaky good. That offense is set to have a uh, a tight end getting looks, um, and I think that they got him at a good value. And he's got the um, shout out Long Island. He's a Long Island guy, so the Jets getting him. It's like a great. They brought story. in what Uz- Uzuma. In- yeah. They got Uzuma. Uzuma yep, and uh, Tyler Conklin. Yep. That's right. Who had a who had a decent uh, season last year out in, in no, Minnesota. For sure. And and Dan, I, I think we've got a couple of shirts we're working on right now, but I, we definitely have to do a rookie tight ends matter with Theo's like uh, Twitter handle on the back or something because man, <laughs> he loves himself some rookie tight ends. Yes, he does. Just like like a uh, Mount Rushmore with like Kyle Pitts, real large, <laughs> and then next to him, next to him is Fryermuth and, and Trey McBride. I don't. I don't I, I think Muth might. Uh, you might even have to be the the first one on there. But yeah, I think you def. That's actually not a bad idea. That's def. We got to get that yes. uh, the graphics team on that one for sure. Yep. No, for sure, for sure. And Andrew's intern will work on that. Was there any other big trades that you made um, during your rookie drafts that maybe involved veterans? I know you touched on like the penny trade. 
Yeah, I made, I made a bunch actually. I've I've been getting more active in rookie drafts. I think that's part of my game. Uh, you know, three four years ago, where I said, you know what, I'm I'm maybe not working on enough, and I, I've really made an effort. Uh, FFPC Dino, I sent the 208 and the 211 for a 23 first, the 410, the 510. Again, I'm just trying to move up in in the following year if I'm not you know happy with anything that's sitting there at the end of the second. Uh, Dan and I sent, um, again, just kind of, you'll notice the pattern here. We sent a 304 for the, for a 23 second in uh, pros versus Joe's in the same league. Uh, actually, this is a, an actual trade. We sent DJ Moore for Mooney, Rondale Moore and Evan Ingram. Uh, that's with, uh, I believe is that Dan, is that with Sean and, um, yeah. yep. Sean and Curtis. Curtis uh, Patrick from um, Rotoviz. Rotoviz, that's right. And then um, we also sent the 207. This is one we actually worked out at the end of the show when Sean was on. But if, for those who, who missed that, go back and check it out. But the trade was sent the 207, the 303, the 23rd for Penny, and a 23-second. Dan and I were desperately in need of of running back yes. um, and to get Penny at his price with a 23 second uh, to move a couple thirds. And, and, you know, this year's mid to latest second, we thought was a good move and, and we made that happen. Yeah. Basically um, it ends up being, you know, like if you, if you say the 207 and the 2023 20, second are equivalent, then it's Penny for uh, the 303 and the 2023 20, third, which I think is a totally acceptable price to pay. And then Dan and I moved um, again, kind of, you know, along the same lines, we moved the 408. What is this Dan? Oh, we moved up for the 305. Who did we grab at 305? That's, that's where we took uh, Johnny Woods. That's when we grabbed Wood. So again, yeah. like Dan said, because it's a two tight end, right? So mm -hmm. we have rare occasions that we moved up. And here's a nice trade, uh, Theo, that you were asking more about vets. We made this trade happen. We moved David Montgomery and Gerald Everett for Saquon Barkley and one of your boys, Brevin Jordan. Uh, like, I, like you stole, you stole I, that one. Like, I, I was like slamming Dan in every, I think I've never tagged Dan in multiple DMS just because I try to respect his, you know, space and his time. But I was like, Dan, I'm ready to smash, accept this thing. Come on. Yeah. Like I, yeah, that's just like, if you're, it's a, it's a, it's a terrible, it's a theft by you and Dan. That's a, you know, like a tip of the hat from one trader to another on that one. That's a very good trade. Yeah, I made, and, I made and we can't even really take that much credit for it because, I mean, it was offered to us. <laughs> I was going to you know? say, those are the best when they just fall in your lap, you know, and it's just like, oh, I was thinking that. Perfect. Yep. It's almost like one of those trades where you want to, like, get on and, and make sure that you're not missing something and a guy, like, got injured, right. like, this morning. Uh, but that's that's a great trade. I made one interesting trade. Um, I traded the – so, basically, we I had made that Clyde Edwards-Hilaire trade um, to move up um, we talked about this a while ago. I think when uh, Scott Scott Connor was on the show was I traded the 111 CEH the 303 to get the 106 and the 207. So it kind of had like a higher pick. Um, I ended up taking Garrett Wilson um, at the 106, and then Jamison Williams was on the board at the 107. So I ended up trading Keenan Allen and the 211 
to get the 107 and the 305. Dude, I like that. Took, Jam- yeah. took nice Jamison one. Williams. Yeah, so he really – this is a guy who'd wanted Keenan Allen for me for a, for a while. And it kind of was like this team, I am very deep at wide receiver. Um, Keenan Allen would be a guy I'd love to have this year. I'm going to chase the championship this year. But to get a Jamison Williams essentially for a Keenan Allen, it, it was a no-brainer for me um, in Dynasty – you know, to get a wide receiver who we're, we're very high on for a guy that, you know, is going to be going to be probably out of the league in, in three years anyway. So um, and certainly Keenan Allen, you could see him having maybe one one more really, really good year and then kind of losing a, a ton of value. So it was who, kind of who were your other receivers? Who are your other receivers on this contending roster? This this team is is loaded at, at wide receiver. This was okay. AJ Brown. He, he's you know. like he's like like Allen's like your receiver four or five or something, right? So yeah, like you know, any way you want to cut it, he's starting every week, but he's not a guy that's like essential to the success. So that was kind of okay. like my most interesting trade. Um, was was getting that Jameson Williams Keenan Allen trade, which I was I was really pleased with that. Uh, I like that. I like that move. Dan, you have any interesting? Yeah, so I have a couple of them. Um, one, this this one I, I I know I've mentioned before, and I did it actually just before the NFL draft. Uh, J.K. Dobbins in the one ten for A.J. Brown, um, you know, and that was obviously that was before A.J. Brown got traded. So, uh, you know, it was it didn't turn out quite like I thought, but on the other hand, I'm still pretty happy with it. So, no no complaints there. Um, I had one trade where. Um, somebody wanted to move up from the 302 to the 211. And so I gave him my 2023 third and got a 2023 second out of it. So I got, I, I got bumped up into the second round next year for moving down three spots. Those and, are the and, best. Oh yeah. In a very flat tier. Um, I traded, uh, you know, in a, in a Team where I didn't really have that elite quarterback. I traded Justin Fields and 207 for Jalen Hurts. So I, I like that one a lot because, I mean, I think, you know, and this is one quarterback too. So, you know, Justin Fields is really borderline as whether he'll even be rostered or not. You know, like I, I, I could see Justin Fields actually making his way onto the waiver wire in that league, which, you know, means I would have essentially traded the 207 uh, for Jalen Hurts. So, uh, and I think if I'd owned Justin Fields, he probably would have made it on the waiver wire. So I definitely like that one. Um, and then let's see, I did, or actually we did, um, no, I shouldn't say we did. Um, this was, uh, in, in one league, I, I pre-draft, I traded, um, Rashad Bateman for a 2023 20, second and Albert O, which Felt real good at the time up until, you know, Hollywood got traded away. So that one, that one didn't turn out quite as good as I had hoped. Um, also pre-draft in that same league, I traded AJ Dillon in the 312 for LJAX in the 208. And I definitely, that was another place where a single quarterback I needed an elite quarterback. So I went up and got him. And then I had a ton of second round picks in that same week. So I traded Irv Smith, the 204 and the 205 for Hawkinson. Dan, you talk about going for Lamar and moving up. I, I find like tight end and quarterback are the two positions that I'll go to once I've built up my receiving and, and running back core to a competitive level. 
at what point do you decide you need to upgrade your quarterback in a one QB? You know, I, I, I'm always looking to make that move. Um, you know, if I don't have that elite quarterback, I'm looking to make it either by, you know, burning, you know, a second round pick in a better quarterback class, I would have burned a second round pick yes. on a, a quarterback, right? Or even early third sometimes. You yeah. Can score. Even early third, but you know, this year I saw the way the quarterbacks had broken. So I was like, okay, uh, you know, if I want to move up, I'm going to have to use, you know, I'm going to have to take that, that pick that I would have spent on a quarterback and I'm going to have to add something to it and then go out and get one of those elite guys, you know, and then I try to target the one, you know, like if some guy's got uh, Jackson and Kyler Murray, you know, that's who I'm targeting is yeah. somebody who's got two elite quarterbacks or, you know, I'm, I'm almost making their life easier because they don't have to sit there and try to make that decision every week. Uh, you know, I so. think, I think it's, so I think that with quarterbacks, especially in like FFPC dynasties, you, you get the elite quarterback when the situation presents itself where you're not overpaying for it. Because even if you're in some sort of a rebuild, getting a guy like Kyler Murray or, or Lamar Jackson is not going to hurt your rebuild. And I think oftentimes you do see situations where like in these 20-man roster leagues like Dan brought up where a guy has two very good quarterback options and he's kind of stuck. I, have, I had one, um, one league this year where I had a bunch of first-round picks and I traded the 111 straight up, basically straight up for Kyler Murray. It was like yeah. a no-brainer for me that the guy wanted to do it. Um, and, like, even if my team is rebuilding, I'll have Kyler Murray in a year with a bunch of, you know, hopefully guys that gain value. And then I had one league this year where I took on a, a cheap, cheap orphan with a, with a bunch of picks, but not, nothing like great pick-wise. But I had the two – the a few uh, – like, I think I had the 102, the 104, and the 109 – then I had the 202 and the 204. There was one manager trying to trade me Jalen Hurts, and he was just so greedy, I just kind of gave up on it. Then another person tr sent me some Josh Allen, offers me his Josh Allen, um, and it was, like, not that crazy. And I said, what am I doing here? Like, the guy wants a couple of second-round picks. I ended up moving the 202, a 2023-2, which I have a bunch of 2023 seconds, a 2023 third, the 407, and Zach Wilson – for Josh Allen and the 505. And this is FFPC 1QB. It's an FFPC 1QB. You have to do that. You have to yeah, do it. I you know, it you know what playing FFPC is like? It's like a 10-man dynasty league. You, yeah. you want the best. You want to keep, like, laddering up. Yeah. It, yeah. Basic, basically, you've got, you know, you, you're going to be cutting to 16 every year. And, two yeah. of, you know, one of, one, and if it's a normal league, it's going to be a kicker and a defense. There are going to be two of those players. So, you, really, you're down to 14. So you're you're always trying to look at your you keep who, are, who are my top fourteen, you know. And if you if you have, you know, if you have a ton of picks, that's going to put you over. You know, it's going to put you in trouble next year. It's your advantage to start right now trying to consolidate mm -hmm. those things down, so you have a, a you know get better players, get a better starting lineup, find a way to a better starting lineup, use that depth uh, because it gets harder to do the later it gets in the season. And when you get yeah, to the end like, of these, sorry, Theo, I was just going to add, when you get to the end of these FFPC drafts, I don't know about you guys, but anytime I can move a fifth, sixth, seventh round for a future, like a 23 right now, something, I mean, I'll do it just because like how many of these guys can you roster, right? Like we said, you're going to have to cut them, um, get something of value that you can hold that's not a player that you're going to have to cut and then worry about it the following year and keep doing that and building your value. 
yeah, I mean, it was it was a it was a no brainer um, pick, and and it's kind of like does it does it speed up the rebuild? It, it probably does. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you and if for whatever reason the team went completely south, and you wanted to get more picks, the guys that I picked at two hundred two, um, you know, forget the twenty twenty three second. The guy I picked at two hundred two most likely is not going to net me a twenty twenty three first. You could trade Josh Allen right now if I put him on the block. And I, and I said, Josh Allen for a 2023-1, I'd have the deal done within the week. So it's like, you got you got to take your shot at some of these elite quarterbacks. And, you know, quarterback is deep, but at the end of the day, having an elite difference maker does still matter in, in Dynasty. And I think some players are just kind of like, we talked about, um, not to get off the rails here, but we talked about like in super flex startups right now, people are not trying to move up to 101 or 102. Like it's like people don't want Mahomes and Allen, even in Superflex, to the point that like people all want to trade back and like it's like just bank the points, take these elite guys and 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 run with it. It's like that's the goal of fantasy. When you get a chance for one of these guys, go for it. So I was happy with that one. I didn't even feel like it was a trade I need to bring up because it was just so it's like an obvious accept, you know? Yeah, and and during the season, be watching for uh, Tom Brady owners who are falling out of contention you know and just offer him a third you know and and i almost don't even care what you have at quarterback if you can get brady for your backup you know or you know if you can improve from uh you know like a Kirk cousins or Derek carr or something like that to a tom brady uh you know for the cost of a third rounder that's that's what you want to be doing if you're a contender at all so uh you know i i I think brady is one of those ones that's going to come relatively cheap and single quarterback um but wait wait for the right timing guys like right. wait wait till you're wait till you're in season wait till those contenders are either you know lost a quarterback or they're they want to upgrade their quarterback you know don't do it now man like now now you're not going to get full value it's like it's like a vet right you're not going to move a vet now you rather they give you that big game with you know 110 and two touchdowns or whatever it is yep yeah yeah if you're if you own brady you you know definitely you want to try to hold him, but uh, try to buy him for sure right now. In the cheap, yeah, if, if you can buy him for cheap right now, great. Mm-hmm. If not, you know, just wait until you know, because sometimes in one quarterback, somebody will have Brady and uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers or Brady and uh, Kyler Murray or whatever, you know, and if, if they fall out of contention, they're gonna hang on to Kyler Murray, they're not gonna hang on to Tom Brady, so you know, they're gonna be looking to move Brady for whatever they can. You guys worried with Kyler right now, just in general? No. No, not at all. I mean, yeah. I think he's a, he's a stud. And um, I think that, you know, we when we had Dwayne McFarlane on um, earlier this spring, Dwayne, you know, brought up the fact that he sees Kyler Murray as the only guy who conceivably could be QB1 overall. And he's, you know, compared to like the where Josh Allen's getting drafted um, to the guy to where Kyler Murray's getting drafted, like Kyler Murray could be QB1 overall. And I think in, in the range of outcomes for his for his career, he could have multiple QB one overall years. So I'm all, I'm all in on, on Kyler Murray. Um, I just ask because right now is such a good time to buy him, right? Because there's a bit of worry in the waters. Getting yeah. getting Hollywood Brown too. Like they they want to do what they like. Arizona is going to make make moves to try to get better and to get better pieces for him. I mean they they trade for Hollywood Brown and then they draft Trey McBride in the second round. So like they add a wide receiver he has familiarity with who's had success in the league, who's young. And then they add a tight end who most of us thought was the the best tight end in this class, if not, you know, a top two tight end in this class. So like 
they're doing what they can do to get the offense better. And D hops is out six games, but D hops will be back. So like when you get D hops back, that, that offense, you know, could take another big step forward. Yeah, he's, so, he look I mean, out for him in drafts. He's falling a lot. So he, he might fall a little too far in your draft. So just keep an eye on him. Yep. Is there any narratives about this draft? Like we've had basically the, a whole off season of talking about this draft class. We've seen the actual draft happen. We've now seen rookie drafts happen. Is there a narrative about this class that you think could be flipped on its head? I mean, the obvious one is that it's a terrible class because I mean, if, you know, like say five of these first round wide receivers hit and then a couple more of the second and third round wide receivers hit, you know, that's going to completely change our view of how the class looks, you know, in the, in, in hindsight, um, you know, and you might regret, you know, not hanging on to that late first round pick and getting, you know, a, a Sky Moore or, you know, George Pickens or something like that, uh, you know, or you might regret, you know, trading away that early second, not getting David Bell or uh, Jahan Dotson. You know, so there's there, there there's a lot of wide receivers that could end up doing just fine. Uh, you know, the odds are probably at least half of them are going to end up failing. But, uh, you know, if if a bunch of them hit, I think that'd turn the narrative on this class completely upside down. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. I think that that's I think that's the narrative. I think it's going to be a better class than, than some people think. I think a lot of guys kind of landed in situations where they're going to have opportunities and I think that there's going to be some some successful fantasy seasons out of these guys. And I think that, like you said, a lot of people were very quick to get out of the first round picks. All it's going to have to take is a few of those guys in the back half of the first round hitting. Um, and then one other narrative, I think, as soon as Kenneth Walker was drafted by Seattle, I think that it was just constant negative negativity about the landing spot and the pick. I think that this is not my bold prediction, but I think Kenneth Walker is going to exceed expectations this year. Um, and I think he's going to end up looking like a very good uh, draft pick um, for dynasty players. And I think he'll end up being a very good player in Seattle. I think it could be a little hairy early on with, with Penny there, but I think by the end of the year, you're going to see kind of why, you know, they took him in the second round. I think his trajectory could be, you know, Javante Williams like in dynasty. Yeah. I don't disagree with, yeah, I don't. I, I don't disagree with any of that. Um, I, I think just seeing the di- the the receiver versus running back, uh, you know, debate, and then adding in the the draft capital, you you know, especially in that second round where you're seeing some of these receivers that are taken second, third round, mixing in with running backs that are taken all the way down to what like sixth round. You know, when you're in the early third round, um, you got the Algier was what a fifth rounder. Was he a fifth rounder? Yeah. Um, so just that whole dynamic. Are we going to see some of these like really late running backs live up to the 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 rookie uh, draft uh, capital that they're 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 building right now, or that they're they're being purchased at right now, or are the you know are all the drafters that kind of said you know what I'm going to stick to to these receivers? They've got the draft capital. Um, I think that's going to be interesting to see if that changes anything, or is that going to keep us on the same path and, and really pay attention to, to situation versus draft capital versus, you know, are you, are you going running back or receiver depending on um, how quickly they pop? And then always, you know, uh, with tight ends, Theo, your favorite to see how early these guys, if any pop 
uh, is always interesting for me, especially in the tight end premiums. Is there a bold prediction that you have? Um, a, you know, you could have bold predictions. Any bold predictions about these rookies, um, maybe for this year or particularly for, or if you want to flip to it for their career? JD? Yeah, throw it to me first. Dave. You want to go, you want to go first? <laughs> if you have one, go ahead. Start All right. Thinking. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I, I've already been on record saying Christian Watson is going to flat out bust. Um, I, I'm still 100% behind that. I, I have 0% Christian Watson. I intend to have 0% quit Christian Watson the rest of the way. Uh, but on the flip side of that, baby, you can ring my David Bell anytime, anytime. Uh, just, I, I, I think Bell is just in a great place to succeed. Uh, I like the fact that uh, Cleveland really wanted him. They only had a third round pick, so they couldn't, you know, they couldn't take him in the first or second round. I think they would have taken him in the second round if they could have taken him in the second round. They didn't have the pick. They knew they probably didn't need to, so they took him in the third round, uh, and they're they're ecstatic about having him. Uh, so I, you know, I, I'm trying to get as much David Bell as I can get in uh, all different formats. I love I love the call. Um, I think that my um, I'll I'll give two bold predictions. I think Wondell Robinson's going to become a thing. I think he landed well in New York, and I think that he's that he could be a steal in the fact that you saw him going a lot of third rounds. And I think, like, we've been waiting – we've been seeing NFL teams draft smaller wide receivers for the last few years, and we haven't really seen, like, a massive hit. I think that there's a, there's a chance – I don't want to make this a bold prediction, but I think in the range of outcomes, there's a chance that Wando Robinson is closer to, like, Elijah Moore last year in his impact for the Giants than, than I think some people are um, giving credit to. Um, they used an extremely uh, – very high pick on him, early second-round guy – um, that wide receiver core, we all love Tony. You know, there's still people out there that think Galladay could have a, you know, a bounce back year. But I think Robinson's going to have to be a piece of that offense. I think he's exciting. I think they'll manufacture touches for him. Um, but my bold prediction is I think that Traylon Burks will end up being a wide receiver two in redraft this year. Not like a guy you're going to have to take, but I think that he's the kind of guy that could go on a, on a tear as the season moves along. And I think he'll he'll end up slotting in somewhere in that high end wide receiver three. Um, but I think he's a chance that he finishes in the top twenty four. We've seen a rookie wide receiver um, last year. We had three of them. Um, we had Chase Waddle and we had Amon Ross St. Brown. The year before, we had I believe there was at least at least two or three of them. And Ceedee Lamb was just outside of it. But we had Justin Jefferson, you know, very high uh, in the in the PPR scoring. But I think Traylon Burks for me is the guy. From a redraft perspective, um, I think he's he's a, he's a very good redraft pick right now. Um, he's going to have a big role. I think essentially he's moving into the AJ Brown role, and I think that they're going to try to make him a thing. Um, he's big. I think he's going to be effective um, in the red zone, and I think that he's gonna, they're going to move him around and and use him as a weapon. And I think people that drafted Traylon Burks are going to be thrilled with what they see on the field this year. I like it. I like it. I'm going to go to Pittsburgh. Uh, Pickett. I think Pickett's going to give you a nice QB2 season. Uh, I like where he's going. I like the situation. I don't think you can have a better situation. Uh, you know, what they do out there with, you know, you saw what they did with Roethlisberger. You've got the weapons around him. 
uh, that just, it's always a good place with Tomlin's running the show, um, you know, and, and how he develops quarterbacks. I think that that's a good spot for him. I think that he'll maybe overproduce and people in Superflex might regret passing on him. I think, um, you know, especially where he fell later in the first round in, uh, in Superflex drafts. And I, I'm going to do a little Homer um, hot take. Uh, Alec Pierce and, and Woods, I think the athletic freaks that they are, I think they give you more than uh, people think in, in 2022. I think there's, um, you know, with Ryan going there now and uh, Matty Ice uh, running the show, I think you're going to see more of an aerial game. Yeah, it's a running team and they got JT there. But I think that uh, with a guy like Ryan there, I think these younger athletic guys that are maybe are rough around the edges might uh, might produce for you a little quicker um, in that situation. And I, I like what they offer at, at their price. Definitely. There's famous Jay joining us. Famous Jay, what's up, brother? We were waiting for your question tonight. I know Theo wanted to to drop that tonight. All day, famous Jay. I love it. <laughs> I love it, guys. You guys were awesome in the chat tonight. Um, this was fun, man. This was fun just because you know we've done these drafts and and uh, you know maybe a last thing to comment on, but I, I find it very interesting if you think about the first rookie draft that you did. And then the most recent one that, that you did, how differently your thoughts are and your approach to it is and guys that you're targeting and then just how the flow goes versus that first one. I, I, I do feel it, you know, it's a very interesting to look, thing to look at. Um, I think you'll see a very big difference. And, you know, that's, that's the evolution. You got to be changing uh, on a daily basis. Guys, this was a blast, man. I know we lost Andrew halfway through. Go check out AMS Schellenberg um, out there in the Twitterverse. Dan, this is always a blast, brother. I like how you're wearing the uh, the team color greens uh, today. Remind the peeps where they can find the sleeper and uh, anything else you want to share before we close this out. Yeah, it's a it, it's very fortunate that uh, Goat District Green, Green and Baylor Green are you know they're they're <laughs> close enough, so I, I I make it all work together. Uh, you can you can catch me at Overhype Sleeper, drop the final Eve Sleeper, and uh, yeah, you know. I'm out there doing some uh, some startups. I'm doing some best balls. I'm you know a little bit of everything right now, and uh, you know really looking forward to. I've, I've got about about a month or so to to draft, and then it's going to be vacation season for me for about six weeks, where I will get very little drafting in. So I'm gonna I'm gonna have to uh, really work it over the the, the next month and uh, get those drafts in there. So uh, hopefully we we see you in those draft rooms. Yeah, Dan, we got Portugal in July. It's yes. uh, got a big trip we got to get ready for. So you got to get the drafts in prior. Theo, I know you, you've got some serious goodness lined up. Um, we had to reschedule uh, one of our big guests. Tell, tell the peeps what they can expect coming up. Uh, so we, we're still rescheduling a few people and we're scheduling some. But next week we have Adam Harstead coming back on the show from Football Guys, who was just tremendous. Um, this will be his second time on the GOAT District. Um, so we're, it's kind of like a, a dynasty catch up with Adam, Adam Harstead. Now that we know the la- the landing uh, spots for all the rookies, um, really go over that dynasty landscape. Um, anybody playing redraft or dynasty, he's just one of the sharpest guys. So that'll be a really, really fun show. Um, we have a number of high stakes players coming back on the show this summer. Um, you know, get, getting back to, you know, having a number of those guys on, um, and we'll have a lot of, you know, great analysts on as well. So we've got a, a real big summer. Uh, for the GOAT district. And yeah, like Dan, I'm drafting. Um, I'm going to hop in another startup before you know it. Um, and I have a few more articles uh, probably coming along on player profiler this summer as well. 
For sure, for sure. Guys, always a blast hanging out, talking fantasy, especially especially strategy, fresh off of these rookie drafts. Guys, you know, we, we keep bringing in these guests. If there's someone we haven't brought on that you guys want to see on the district, you know, drop it in the comments, drop drop a tag out there in Twitter land, let us know. Uh, we bring in, you know, the, the guys that we think are the best and the baddest out there in fantasy land. But if there's someone we're missing, uh, just bring our attention to it. We'd love to get them on the show. We appreciate you guys tuning in on the regular, whether you're watching. Appreciate you guys in the chat, Wheeler, everyone out there. Um, you know, we got we got a lot coming. Make sure you tune in. The podcasts are always out there, any, any platform that you have. And um, guys, be safe, be happy, enjoy your drafts, and we'll check you all later. District, you know the Pope listens. Dynasty, our religion, for the blokes missing on all of these trades, on all of these plays, on all of these grades. By the end of the day, y'all getting played. So, what you gonna do next? Try to fill up that flex. Send the homie a text. That trash offers the best. You try to make it complex. Then they text you back. Now, all of a sudden, they don't make any sense. <laughs> Broaden your horizons, boy. Dynasty's not for the Simons, boy. These trades not for consignment, boy. Respect your opponent, y'all some piranhas, boy. This my advice from me to you. Open up your cute little podcast queue. Search up G-O-A-T District, my dude. Pop it in your ear, man. Y'all know what to do. It's the... And I always be traded. And I always be traded. And I always be trading. Y'all try to betray them, but first you gotta bait them. Fish. Dan, be honest. Did you get sniped in that 500, Trey McBride? Uh, Were you on, looking tight in there? Well, hey, the how, did, how did you know? Just a guess. A little, a little gander. <laughs> no, I did not. Okay. I did not. Uh yeah. I'm going to send this uh, this trade offer, and then I'm going to say goodnight, fellas. The the post COVID IR has me oh, a little, that's little right. tired tonight. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I totally forget you guys are fresh off the COVID. So you guys all full recoup everything, good to go. Everybody's good to go. I, I mean, I feel I feel fine, but I, like like a couple of times I've I've gotten tired like a little earlier at night, but I'm I'm back to normal. Everything's yeah. like good with me. Yeah. Kids are back. Every, everybody's back. We'll, we'll, we'll just blame the James Cook picks on, on, uh, on COVID. It's all right. James Cook. <laughs> we'll, 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 we will, we will have this, like, uh, we should have like, a, we'll have like a follow-up, a follow-up James, James Cook segment several there times over this year. We need yeah, a board. We'll we need Cook. to start tracking a yeah. board where there's like guys where, you know, we, we start going this guy versus this guy. That's like, that's like probably the, the one player we're, we're like butting heads on. We had a lot of agreement on guys. I just think that, like, I'm kind of happy with, with having some some cook exposure. I'll be interested to see how the summer goes. <laughs> yeah, Famous Joe well, I mean, it, 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 it could work out, but I, I think this year you want Singletary and then, you know. Yeah. Who, who, who knows? But, uh, yeah, 
See, Cook is one of those guys I could see, you know, there may be being a discount in the middle of the season. That's kind of the way I'm thinking. Yeah. But you could totally be right, you know, because if, you know, there, there was a time where I thought uh, there might be a little bit more of a discount on Jonathan Taylor re- relative to um, there was. Clyde Edwards uh, Allaire. Uh, you know, I thought Allaire might have a better first year and it might be one of those things where you could take Allaire, flip him, and that ended up not working out at all. J- yep. JT did have a discount, though, because I got him off Matt Hicks for one 2021 first. Wow. Man. That's what's up. That's he'll that's never sweet. he'll never live. Never that, live that's why I'm three time champion, Theo. Come get some. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Big time. I told you that one, you know, shout out to Matt Hicks. Um I'm happy to be in the league and help Matt out, but you'll you'll keep the crown this year. That dispersal will dry up pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> it got dispersed. <clears throat> Big time. All right, fellas. Have a great night. I'll talk later, to you later, Theo. Take care. Catch you later, man. Famous Jay. I don't mind those picks, brother. Yes. Yes, I, that's one guy I didn't get actually that I didn't mention is Shakir. I don't think I have a share, and and I kind of like him. And uh, he's got a nice, uh, he's, he's like a, he's a decent floor play. Wait, wait, wait! I might be able to help you out here. Ah, oh, we got him on the hard way. Nice. Okay, good. Yeah. Good. So er, er, everything you thought you didn't get, you got the hard way. I know that's what it seems like. You know what? These <laughs> these FFPC like the rookie draft boards, they're a little hard to to pick beca- or to read because you're always in a different spot. You know what I mean? You got to read the right. whole board to to find out where you are but nice that's great that's what's good about being in a bunch of rookie drafts right you get a piece of everything right and that's a nice thing about you know doing some drafts with you and you know i got uh well for the most part right now it's you and then uh you know next year i'll have something with theo and something with andrew too that's right yeah that will that will be fun too because you know everybody has different uh preferences so you know you kind of you know, forces you to diversify a little bit more. Hundred percent, hundred percent. It's always good to team up with someone that gets you gets you, gets you to widen your horizons a bit. You know, right? Exactly. Yeah. All right, Danny boy, this has been a blast, brother. As usual, I'll put this. Uh, I'm going to drop it on pod. All right. Sounds.